Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Anxiety Anonymous with Michaela. I'm your girl Michaela and today I'm going to have another story time for you guys. It's lucky number 7 episode and I just want to treat you guys to another story time because I know you really like them and I love telling them. So I have a really good one for you today. It's very eventful and today's story time is called fire drill double trouble (laughs) so the title is going to make more sense to you once i actually explain the story obviously but let's get into it so as you guys know i don't really use elevators but there are some situations where i do use them so i use them on sort of a rare basis and they sort of have to like meet this whole checklist that I've come up with in order for me to actually use it. So just sort of keep that in mind as I tell the story. Now, the company that I work for has many locations, but the location that I work out of is a Mississauga location. And then we also have a Toronto location where we do a lot of our training. So I had to finish up some training. So I had to go to Toronto and I did half day training and then half day I was supposed to resume my work and I wasn't going to travel back to Mississauga. So they said that they would give me a desk in Toronto so that I can just transition from training to my job seamlessly. And that was fine with me. Now, the building of the business in Toronto is one of those skyscrapers that has different businesses on different levels and my particular business is on the 16th floor of this toronto building so in this case when i don't want to walk up 16 flights of stairs and i don't want to show up to work sweaty and i want to be on time i used the elevator which was fine the elevator is not the main premise of this story, but it was a factor. So anyways, I use the elevator, I go to the 16th floor, and the desk that I have was the desk of someone who wasn't there that day. So it was among a Toronto team um, with a Toronto manager. So I was being introduced to everyone and everyone was so welcoming and nice. But at the same time, just being not in the environment that I'm comfortable with or used to in Mississauga or being amongst colleagues that I'm used to as well, I was feeling a little bit anxious and also being on the 16th floor got me a little anxious as well because I knew I'd have to take an elevator down and it was something that was just in the back of my mind, but my anxiety levels were basically rising. Now, as I'm working, I'm hearing people talk about a fire drill that's happening at 10 a.m. So right now it's 9 a.m. And I was hearing people talk about the fire alarm drill that was happening at 10 a.m. So I was a little confused. So I asked someone and they said, yeah, we're having a fire drill at 10 a.m. And usually they let two floors go at a time so that the stairwells aren't as busy. But today they want to try something different. They want all the floors to go at the same time just to see how that works. Oh, really? (laughs) So today of all days is when they want to try that. The one day that I have to work in Toronto. Okay, great. So now being given that news, I'm sort of panicking a bit because I do not want to be in the crowded stairwells on the 16th floor 
trying to get out of this building. So what I decide to do is I decide to talk to the manager because I didn't have my regular colleagues to support me. So I decided to talk to the manager of the Toronto team and just ask her if I can leave the building before the fire drill happens to avoid the crowd in the stairwells. And she kind of looks at me confused. She doesn't really know where I'm coming from. And in all fairness, she doesn't know me. So she's just sort of confused as to why I'm asking her this, to be honest. And I explained that I'm claustrophobic, but it could come off sometimes as, oh, I don't don't want to be part of that. Like, let me go first. Let me come out of the building first. And that's obviously not what I'm going after. I'm, I'm genuinely fearful of the crowds, but I can see how someone can interpret it that way. Okay. So she kind of says, um, I'll look into that. I'll get back to you. So I'm like, okay, I thought that she was just going to be like, yeah, that's fine. But now she's telling me that she's going to look into it. So I go back to my desk and I'm a little, I'm a little taken back. I'm kind of panicking a little bit more because now she's telling me that I can't leave. And now the 10 a.m. deadline is approaching and I don't know if I'm going to be stuck in the hallway or not. So I'm kind of crying at this point because I'm having a panic attack and I don't want people who don't know me um, to get this impression of me. So I'm sort of internalizing my panic attack and it's just coming out in tears. So she finally asks whoever she needs to ask but comes back to me and she sees that I'm obviously crying so now she's even more panicked and confused and she's asking me like you know what what really is wrong. So I'm trying to explain it and I'm now people are hearing me cry because mind you like the desks are like all together like there's zero privacy think of like just a long desk and like multiple people working at that desk so now everyone's looking at me like who is this girl where does she come from why is she crying why is my manager talking to her so she sees that i'm looking around as i'm talking so she's like okay let's go talk in the back room so there's a meeting room so she's like let's just go talk there so that you feel more comfortable so i was like thank you So we go in the back room and she says she's going to be right back. She comes back with two other managers. So now in the room, it's three managers and me. And I'm just like intimidated, to be honest. And they were the sweetest managers ever. Like they were genuinely concerned for me. But I'm also in a room with three managers that I've never met. And this is the impression that I'm giving. So instead of using the word intimidating, I I would use the word embarrassed. I was very embarrassed of the situation because this is the first impression they're getting of me. And what if I applied for another position and one of them is interviewing me? It would just be completely awkward. And I couldn't believe that I found myself in this situation. But here we are. (laughs) So now it's about like 9.45 and I'm just like in full panic mode. Like... I'm like, just let me go before 10 a.m. And I will come back after the fire drill. So they finally decide at like 9.50, okay, one of us will come with you across the road. Um, Because being in Toronto, the building across the road is sort of another business building. And they have an area in that, um, in the lobby that you can work. So the manager packs up her stuff, I pack up my stuff, and now the people, the Toronto team, 
that doesn't know me is now seeing me get escorted by their manager as I'm crying. And I could just imagine what they're thinking is happening. <laughs> but at the time, I did not care. Like, I, I didn't care. I'm sorry. This is how I feel. And this is what it is. So we exit the building at like 9.55. We go across the road. We situate ourselves and i just excuse myself from the desk that i'm at with her and i go into the washroom and i call someone who supports me and it's my partner and i explain to him the situation and how i feel and i just let myself cry because that's that's what i personally need to do so when i'm upset about the situation and i feel like i'm gonna cry i get it out or it will stay in my throat all day so i'm just crying to him i'm telling him the situation telling him how embarrassed i am and you know he's giving me the support that i need to tell me it's going to be okay letting me know that he can pick me up at any time and everything's going to be fine and that calms me down i go back to the desk and in my head i tell myself you know what michaela this isn't the best situation to find yourself in but it's no wrongdoing of yourself this is how you genuinely feel in the situation and you ask for support and you got that support so don't be embarrassed keep your head up and keep on going so when i get back to the table i kind of have this new mindset and i begin to have small talk with the manager we talk about the book that she read a new project that she's working on and she just sees that a different side of me she sees that i'm a genuine nice person not that i had to prove that to her but it made me feel better showing her who i really was rather than this panicked crazy woman that i'm sure i was perceived as by other people in the office at the time or perhaps not it's probably just my paranoid head but who knows um so finally the fire drill gets cleared and we get to go back luckily it had taken up the half day that i was working there so then i was able to just head back home but it was definitely just an eventful day at the office for me so i was trying to put it behind me now the following day i returned back to my mississauga office location and my manager says you had an eventful day to yesterday didn't you like how did the fire drill grow so now i know that the other manager told my manager what happened and i would have loved to see what was actually said and how she felt like from her perspective <laughs> um but it's fine you know i want more people to know so that in those situations i don't look as crazy because they're already prepped okay michaela doesn't like this this makes her uncomfortable and this is how she's probably going to react i prefer people to know so i'm like yeah you know it wasn't the best situation but i got through it ha <laughs> ha don't i get an email saying that today in mississauga we're gonna have a fire drill So now it's Mississauga's turn, and luckily, I'm on the eighth floor in Mississauga. It's a smaller building, so I'm not as high up, but I'm just like, really? Like, I just got through this other event yesterday. Like, give me a break. So as the alarm goes off, I kind of say to myself, you know what? It's just eight floors. It's half of the floors that you were supposed to do yesterday. So get through this, Michaela. 
I line up to go down the stairs and as I'm getting closer to the stairs, I see how packed it's getting and I remove myself from the line. I need to catch myself. As I'm removing myself, my manager sees me and she's like, what are you going to do if the fire is real? Like, what are you going to do in that situation? And I'm like, I don't know. I might just let it burn. Like, I don't know what to say. In all fairness, it's a drill. So kind of just let me be. <laughs> and if it was a real fire, who knows what I would do. It would be flight and fight mode. I would deal with it then. But in this particular situation, this is how I feel. And I think because of having the situation yesterday, it added to my anxiety that day. So it was just a lot that I was dealing with. And I understand that she didn't understand. And a lot of people don't. And I don't blame them for that. But I would encourage people to try to understand someone's perspective. So anyways, as I'm waiting for people to leave, I decided that, okay, I'll try to make it, I'll try to be like the last one out. I'll just let everyone go in front of me and I'll be the last one out. And then um, each team has like a fire marshal, so they're just kind of designated to make sure that everyone leaves the, the building. So one of the, our one of the fire marshals like sees me and she asks me if I'm okay. And I tell her just briefly the situation. I wasn't really in a panic because I really had my mindset on what I was going to do. So I was okay to explain it to her. She's like, okay, like come down these stairs. So everyone was getting funneled down the main stairs, but she had access to another set of stairs that wasn't as busy. So she's like, is, is it okay if you go down these stairs? I'm like, yes it is thank you <laughs> so i make my way down the stairs and out the building safely and i have a text message on my phone and i look at it and it's one of my colleagues that works with me and he wasn't on my team at the time but he knows my situation and he texted me and he's just like hey are you okay like i know you don't like fire drills like were you okay on the stairs and i can't tell you how much that meant to me for him to know that to know such like a vulnerable secret about me and not judge me but actually support me and make sure that i'm okay oh my god thank you so much i really appreciate that um so obviously i responded to him and then i found him and he was just like we were kind of just laughing about it so finally my team sort of conjugated together and my manager was there and we were lining up to to go back in the building because now the fire drill was done and people were waiting to line up to use the elevator and I was kind of explaining I'm not using the elevator I'm going to use the stairs again because the elevators are too packed and I'm not comfortable so my manager was there and she was like is it okay if I use the stairs with you and I was like absolutely I could tell that she was again engaging in like the conversation and just sort of seeing okay yeah this is something that really bothers her she didn't know the extent of it but she was kind of processing it so yeah she asked to like support me in that way and come up the stairs with me and she did and i again another act that i really appreciated so it's just these small tiny things that people do that mean the world to people with anxiety i promise you even if that person doesn't show it or doesn't say it i promise you that it means the world to them and it's like one of the only things that's keeping us going like it means everything so if you can be one of those people just try to get perspective on people and how they're feeling even though you don't feel like that validate how they're feeling and support them in any way that you can that's the best advice that i can give you as someone with anxiety as someone who needs support little things you do really count and really matter and i thank you if you are one of those people 
So that is how <laughs> the fire drills were following me, basically, and how I had to deal with it twice um, in the same week, back to back. But that's just how life is sometimes. But it was good to see like the contrast of people really trying to support me and help me in both situations. And I really appreciate it. Like I said, um, am I going to be faced with another fire drill? Probably. It's it's very common. Luckily, working from home <laughs> makes it a little bit easier on me. But in that situation, I'm going to see how I have to feel in that situation and what my what my options are. That's just how you people with anxiety live day by day, situation by situation. It's different for each of us. We don't react the same in each situation. We don't have the same symptoms in each situation. We don't have the same triggers or remedies in each situation. So day by day, taking it day by day is the best advice that I can give people with anxiety. Looking out for the people who have your back and can support you, reaching out to them is another piece of advice. And anything that you can do to avoid the trigger, obviously, if there's a fire drill, you need to be part of it. You need to be part of it um, in a safe way, but letting management or superior person know just the situation so that they have a heads up will be beneficial to yourself. Okay, so that's advice that I could give to anyone listening. Thank you so much for listening and supporting me. Um, and if you like story times, let me know. If there's anything else that you want me to discuss, please let me know. This is an engaging podcast. I want you to be part of it. So let me know. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great day. Take care, everyone.